Welcome to episode 24 of the Scout Trailblazers podcast. And this week is a special one because I get to talk with Sheldon Allen, who is the creator of three Scout comics. The latest one is out today. Number one of Snatched is out. How are you doing, Sheldon? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing awesome. You know, I can never complain as long as I'm here and taking breaths. So. Well, that's good because your book is out today. So I think people are going to enjoy it. How many issues are in Snatched, by the way? Um, this first volume is going to run for four issues. Okay, first volume. That makes it sound like you've got more than one story in mind. Absolutely. Uh, there's always a master plan with my books. Okay, great. Now, the other books were Crucified and Concrete Jungle. And Crucified was the first. Why don't we start chronologically and tell sure. us what Crucified was about? Uh, so Crucified, in a nutshell, it's essentially about a Christ-like figure, a messianic figure who returns in our modern times and long story short he pretty much becomes an enemy of the state and a hitman is sent to kill him and of course he has a crisis of conscience so that's crucified the short version of it okay that was about six issues uh yeah that one ran for no five five issues Five issues, okay. I think I got collected too. So that's if people want to get that, uh, it's out in stores. And as I always like to say, if you can't get them in your local shop, go to scoutcomics.com, go to the store there, and I bet you'll find that there for sale. So it'll be good. Now, of course, let's jump right to Concrete Jungle. What was Concrete Jungle about? So I've always sold Concrete Jungle. It's just, you know, my love letter to Miami. So uh, that one's a, a buddy cop. And I put buddy in quotation marks, buddy cop story about a rogue telepath who's hijacking bodies around the 1980s era Miami and using it to commit various crimes. But, you know, this isn't real 1980s Miami. It's a version of Miami that's populated with aliens and robots and and genetic freaks. And, um, you know, it's just a a nice homage to those 80s um, action comedies, uh, those those 80s cop movies, um, Lethal Weapons, the, the the Diehards, the Predators, the Robocops, the Miami Vices, um, all of that good stuff is in there. So if you're a fan of the 80s, um, that's definitely the book for you. Um, if you know anything about 1980s Miami, it's, a, it's an extremely um, particular scene, uh, sort of like the Old West frontier town or, or, or 1920s bootlegging. Um, it's an environment and a time and an atmosphere that kind of just um, story, you know, kind of sort of just tells itself once you hear it, once you see it, just all these images start running around in your head. So um, that's Concrete Jungle. Very cool. Very cool. Did that get collected? Uh, the collection for Concrete Jungle actually drops in May, about, I believe, five days before my birthday, actually. Next next week, um uh, May 6th is my birthday. So, yeah, it drops next week, I believe. Oh, good. Well, good. congratulations on your birthday and and getting that all about coming out on you. Maybe hopefully they'll send you a bunch of them so that you can yeah. have That'll a be birthday. Awesome birthday present. <laughs> Great. All right. So let's get to the current one that's out today. And that one is called Snatched. I, I have to say I was not familiar with this subject. But when I got to read the, the first issue and uh, – Part of me wants to let you go ahead and describe it because it's – I try to keep up on news and stuff like that, but this was something I, I just wasn't aware of. You know, why don't you go ahead and talk about what Snatched is about? So Snatched um, 
the backdrop of Smash is it's about the trafficking of human hair. Uh, that's actually a real trade, a, a real underworld trade. People actually trafficking human hair. And um, the ladies may get upset with me saying this, but, you know, that's a big thing. Hair extensions, uh, whether it's called weave or extension, that's a huge thing. And a lot of times we don't know how these extensions arrived on our shores or arrived in these stores. So Snatch kind of tells that story, uh, how this hair, it, it gets into these people's stores. It gets onto these scalps, um, how this whole trade, the violence that comes with it, it, it can be just as deadly as the drug game or, or the human trafficking um, game, which essentially hair trafficking is an extension of human trafficking, if you think about it. Um, so it tells the story of three entrepreneurs, so to speak, who are involved in the hair trade. Not all of them necessarily know that they're getting it from illegal uh, sources, but uh, that's where we begin our story. Hmm. See, I, I honestly never heard of that. I, I know a lot of people worry about human trafficking and stuff like that. And... I, it's so fascinating to me that this is such a big deal because I I never knew this, and so for me to hear about this was like I was like I, I was gripped. I said, "What in the world?" So to me, I just thought this is just amazing. And uh, so I, I've got to ask, how did you become aware of this? Well, if you date enough, well, I live in Miami, so these hair stores are pretty abundant. And, you know, if you, if, if you date enough, you're going to spend some time in a hair store, whether you want to or not. And I just remember spending time in these hair stores, just wandering around, just looking at all this hair. I'm like, how does this hair get like, where is this stuff coming from? Like, you know, where is it coming from? So I kind of sort of got the idea, that seed of an idea. I was like, well, you know, what? let me let me see if I can tell a story about this hair coming from illegal sources. It's being trafficked here. and you know, it begs the question, would the people buying it even care if they knew how it got here? So that's how it started. So, of course, you know, you start doing your research with any story and, and just kind of sort of like you, you're shocked to find out. You're like, wait, this this actually is a real thing. Like, this is actually happening. So, um, you know, in my head, the way it started off was like, yeah, I got this, 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 this awesome idea that, you know, people are trafficking hair and, you know, it's just a surprise. But then you start doing the research and you find out. You know, no, this is actually happening. This is actually a thing. And um, that was the genesis of it. And then I just kind of just took it from there and uh, just incorporated it into the story. Was there much uh, available, much information available in like regular news sources? Or how did you find out this information? Very, very little because, um, you know, it's not it's not a sexy thing to talk about. Um, you know, if it's. If you have to decide between telling a story on trafficking hair or, or trafficking organs or, or or children or something like that, you know, you're not going to really talk about the trafficking hair. It almost sounds kind of comical at first, like people are trafficking hair. But, you know, this is a this is an industry and there are victims involved in it. Um, you know, I always try to. Try to. Uh, Quote my comments when I talk about Snatch that, yeah, you know, this is a heavy subject matter, but I always try to, you know, just quote my comments and tell people that it, it is a fun book. So don't think that you're just diving into it 
And it's just going to be like this heavy subject matter, just kind of beating you over the head and preaching. Um, that's just the scene. You know, that's just the backdrop. But it is a fun book. It is, a, it, you know, it's a crime book. Um, it is entertaining. So, you know, I'm definitely not trying to preach. But, um, yeah, this this is actually happening. It reminds me of of, um, of Alfonso Cuaron, one of my favorite directors who directed probably one of my favorite movies, which was Children of Men. And they interviewed him about it some years later and they were asking him, you know, how did you predict all those things in the film? You know, it's happening. You know, it's happening right now. How did you know it was happening? And he said something that was is extremely uh, enlightening to me. He said it was happening back then. It's just no one was talking about it. And so I kind of sort of feel that way with the with, with the hair traffic and amongst other things. There's tons of things that are happening right now that we're just not talking about, but we'll probably be hearing about it in a little bit. It may not necessarily be hair trafficking um, because I don't think it's, it's necessarily approached, you know, the level of, of narcotics or some of the other illegal trades. But it definitely is happening under most people's nose and, you know, we're unaware of it. Now, what's really interesting at the very beginning of the book, we get to see um, just how serious this is. I mean, there are people and I've seen this business where people are preparing drugs and they basically strip them down so they can't possibly take stuff out with them. But that ends up being the lesser of the things going on. The hair trade kind of comes in and I don't know if I want to spoil it, but oh, wow, the, the, what happens to the people, the, the women who are creating and making the drugs for sale are, was kind of shocking to me, I have to say. So uh, it, does that kind of thing happen very often that, that you're aware of? So when you're talking about illegal trades, you can almost rest assured that there's going to be violence associated with it. It, it just comes with the territory. There's going to be violence that's attached to it. That's why it's an illegal trade to begin with. Because you've got money on the table, you've got competition, and you've got people who, quite frankly, that's all they're concerned about is the profit. They're not concerned with the human life involved. The human life is expendable, which is also one of the other themes of Snatch. Um, again, just a, a theme that's not you know necessarily explicit, but you'll kind of just see it a little bit if you read all four issues, which is that the woman who this industry is based upon, it, it wouldn't even exist without the women. They are seen almost as just, you know, they're, they're expendable. You know, they're, they're not the ones who are calling the shots. They're not the ones who are, are, are in control, which always was, you know, that, that was always kind of weird and bizarre to me. I mean, you understand, you understand it just from the nature of our society and civilization, but it just is an interesting thing to think about that this business that is centered on women, that is for women, where the majority of the customers are women, is controlled and operated by men. Mm -hmm. That is interesting because one of the things I noticed about the book is that you've got three males that are the the center of the, the different storylines. And it looks like there's three different stories going on. Do you want to talk about who the, the men are? Because I think that – it really has to do with them and how they keep their businesses going. Sure, sure. So you have Andre. He's um, an ex-convict, um, also ex-marine. He's he's working a job that he absolutely hates at at a strip club, and like uh, like like many of us, uh, he's just looking to 
to, to better his life, to upgrade, to move up that ladder, to, to live the American dream. So when he hears about an opportunity to import some hair, um, while some dismiss it, he sees it as an opportunity that he seizes upon. Um, so that's our storyline number one. Storyline number two is about Mo. He is an, um, an, an Indian, um, Southeast Asian. Um, he's operating a hair store where the hair is, is being sold. And um, he is in a marriage or about to get married to a woman who is probably out of his league. Also a father who doesn't really respect him too much. Um, and he's about to get into an entire world that he probably had no idea what he signed up for uh, when he was getting married. And then our final storyline involves character Mr. Lee. He is the operator of a factory that sells the hair, that processes the hair, but he's got some secrets, of course, about where that hair comes from, and he has some secrets that are following him, some potentially violent secrets that are following him. So that's our third storyline. And they don't necessarily intertwine, but they are connected and they all are under that umbrella of this illegal hair trade. It's just wild. Uh, to me, to, to see this thing going on, and so where did the people come from? Are they based on like real people, or are they based on uh, 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 people that you created? Um, the characters are all created; they're all imaginations of my my mind. Um, I've always said, and I believe this to be true a little bit. There's a little bit of me in in every single character that that I write. Or at least all my main protagonists in, in almost every book that I wrote. You, even even the Spider Man issue I wrote once upon a time for Marvel Comics. There's there's a little bit of me in there. So um, these are just like little pieces of my own personality, and kind of I just warp them, and that's how I kind of create these characters. But they're not based on anybody in particular, or anybody you know that exists. They're more so just themes. Um, you know, I think. I think at the end of the day, Snatch is also about the American dream and the links people will go to to achieve that American dream as well. Um, so um, I think that's how those characters kind of came to life. Well, because it's interesting to see how the the the, the struggles that they have to do. It, it could have just been like jewelry selling or something like that instead of hair. But that's the, interesting that that hair part makes it a little different for me. And so I thought that was really the, the people are really compelling. I really thought that was really a good job of, of creating them. So I, I think they're really great. So yeah, it just reminds me of. You know, just starting off any business, you know, what anybody can start a hamburger business or you name it. There, there's a million different businesses. So what is it that's attracting these uh, individuals to the hair? Um, in the case of Mo, it's just kind of something that he inherited. In the case of the other two, Mr. Lee and and, 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 uh, and Andre, it's, it's just the money. It's this it's this. This idea, this this vision that all right, there's a market here, there's a niche here. If I can get in, I'm gonna go to the next level. This is my way in. This is my way to the promised land, so to speak. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to greed. And if you think about greed, makes you know people take risks all the time that they shouldn't take. Um, 
I hear it every day, you know, with this cryptocurrency, you know, I people are putting their life savings in some of these coins, you know, it, it's, it's just pure greed and not necessarily, you know, greed doesn't necessarily always have to have a negative connotation, but, you know, it, it is a motivating factor. And um, I would say that would be the case with these characters. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to talk about your artist, too, Mauricio, I think it's Campatella, uh-huh. pronouncing that right. Talk about him because, you know, he does an extremely great job of bringing these sequences to life. Uh, just, I, I mean, did, did you provide images for him to draw from? How, how did that happen? Yeah, I've been blessed with, with the work with some great artists in all of my comics. And, um, you know, Mauricio is among the very best because I've always said that it, it's, it sounds like he can read my mind. And no pun intended, we're, we're on the same page. Um, I'm, I like to consider myself... Uh, an artist writer, if that makes sense. I'm not really heavy handed with the descriptions um, and things of that nature, uh, unless I need to be, unless it's something that I absolutely, it has to be specific and it has to be specified. So I give the artist a lot of leeway and a, a lot of room to breathe and, and create because to me, you know, I've, I've been a long time comic reader and the majority of the books that I've enjoyed the most are the books that are written and drawn by the same person, by the writer artist. And I feel like that's because they have an idea of what they want to lay out, how they want to lay out. So I try to give my artists as much freedom when it comes to that. And I think that's one of the reasons why Mauricio's work pops so much. Same thing for Carl with, uh, with Concrete Jungle as well. Um, I, I like to give my artists that, that freedom. If there's something that has to be specific, you know, I'll go on ahead and I'll specify it. But for the most part, you know, we're on the same wavelength. It's, it's like he sees it the way that I see it. Uh, we, you know, there's a couple little cultural things that I have to explain sometimes to my artists because uh, uh, he, he's an Argentina and, you know, a couple of things that he, they may not make sense to him. But, um, you know, it also opens your eyes, open your eyes to just how globalized we are as a society because there's a lot of things sometimes that I don't think he would understand or know about and he absolutely 100% knows about it. I'm like, wow, you, you know about that? You've seen that? And you realize just how prevalent media is and how fast and how far it can travel. So, um, you know, Mauricio's great. Uh, my, my color artist, I love her, Warnia. She's, she's awesome. She's amazing. Uh, so, you know, the the entire art team, they really brought this story to life because it is a bit of a quirky um, storyline. If you first see it, like, this can be almost a comedic type thing. This isn't, you know, what is this, this is a comedy? But um, they were able to sell that vision and sell the tone that I was going for. So um, the book wouldn't be what it is without them. Yeah, I, I was reading a paragraph that you did in an interview, and it, it, and I had to... I'll, I'll quote you on some of the stuff you said. The the book isn't preachy or heavy or anything like that. I'm just trying to tell, to tell an engaging story and hopefully attract some new, non-traditional readers to the medium. I feel like Snatched is a book you can give to people who have never read a comic or walked into a comic store in their life. That's an interesting thing because uh, a lot of comics are trying desperately to reach to the people who are already established comics readers but here you are trying to reach other people i think that's a great you know a great way to approach this can you talk a little bit more about that yeah sure i always have comics lying around 
not necessarily Marvel comics or DC comics, just comics in general. And without fail, somebody always picks it up and read it, and they'll read it, or they'll at least look in, look into it. They'll open it up and take a look into it. So there's a market out there for people who aren't necessarily comic book readers. We're just not trying to reach them. Is is the way I look at it and the way I see it. So. I'm trying to provide those stories that may bring those readers in or attract those readers and hopefully um, entertain them. Uh, you know, I would, don't get me wrong, the book is also for, for long-time veteran comic collectors and readers as well. Um, I'm just saying this is that, that little extra icing on top. I feel like this is a book that if it was lying on a coffee table somewhere or on a counter somewhere and somebody were to open it up, and look through it, I feel like they're going to at least uh, give it a chance to the end because it's something that isn't quite like anything else that's on the stands. And it's definitely a unique story, um, if I don't say so myself. But, you know, that's how I see it. Okay, so, and you were saying before that you have more stories in this, uh, the Snatched universe to come. Uh, does that mean that this will resolve in such a way that there there could be more that we'll see with these characters or with this circumstance? Oh, yeah, this one, Snatched, the second volume is already written, it's like second volume on my previous books are already written. Um, I want to say Snatch. We're probably looking at about five volumes is what I'm looking at, of about four issues or so. So it is a complete story. We're going to follow these characters to the end. Uh, we're going to tell their complete story. And uh, we're going to see how just these circumstances of, of, of the human trafficking of, of hair and, and we combine that with the money and the opportunity to make money while how that can change a person and just change their entire outlook on not just life, but just uh, the value of life. Hmm. Interesting. Now, of course, I have to ask you, I saw a variant cover that intrigued me. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody sees this, they're gonna, if they'll understand who these, there's three people standing on this cover. And they are people that we probably should recognize. Uh. <laughs> Do you want do you want to talk about that a little bit? Right. So you're, the very cover you're talking about is actually a cover drawn by an artist by the name of Adrian Nelson. Passed away uh, not not too long ago. He passed away. Um, it was actually devastating to me, man. He, he, he did that cover. He was an incredible artist. I really wish that he would have uh, – live to, to put out his books or be given the opportunity to draw a book for someone else because his art was incredible if you ever had the the pleasure of seeing it. But yeah, it's a cover with Trump, um, Obama, and Hillary Clinton or masks, people wearing masks of them um, as they have just robbed a place of some money. Uh, I can assure you the, the, <laughs> that that cover is not a political statement in any way, shape, or form. It actually was going to be the cover for issue three. We have another cover for issue three because I love that variant and I want to honor uh, Adrian. Um, it actually is part of the story when you see issue three. It definitely isn't a political statement. Uh, well, maybe, maybe a little bit of a political statement. You can take a little bit from it. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it ties into the, what happens and unfolds in Issue 3. 
Okay, so something to look forward to. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know when future issues are coming uh, out? I would say issue three. I feel like it's kind of a recurring theme of all of my uh, all of my books so far. The, the issue threes so far for all of my books. That's where the action really goes down. Not that there's not action in the other issues, but the issue three so far. That's that's where that's where it happens. Okay, so we need to make sure we get number three for sure. Yeah, please do. Okay, so that'll be a good one to get. So, okay, so uh, I'm just kind of curious as to are there other projects you're working on? Because these guys are obviously you're busy with these three, but uh, are there ones coming? Maybe you can't talk about them yet. Are there other projects you're working on that we'll probably be hearing about before long? Yeah, sure. Um, Crucified Volume 2, uh, that should be out hopefully in December. It is drawn, it is penciled. Uh, I think I can announce, actually, Mauricio did that one, actually, and I am biased, and you, did, you know, I'm prefacing my comments with that. I'm absolutely 100% biased, but it is the best work that he has done that I've ever seen him do. He really got involved in it. It is an insane story. If you've ever read Crucified, Crucified Volume Two is Crucified, but nothing like Crucified. It it, it it's more of a supernatural story. I don't want to get too too much away. Um, but a little bit before we actually release it, you know, you'll start seeing the teasers, and you'll know just what I'm talking about. It ties into what looked like kind of was a, a throwaway little storyline or tangent in the first issue, but um. We're going to follow up on that and crucify it too. And hopefully that should be there in December. I've got a couple of other books that should be released in February. I have one. It's called Them Cool Girls. I'm not going to give away the, the five story on that one just yet because um, that one might be, it's, it's going to be a little bit controversial. I don't think it should be, it, but I, I know it is just from the very nature of just how our civilization and society is. Um, that one should be coming out in February of 2022. And I got a couple other books in the early stages as well being drawn and not quite ready to talk about yet, but um, I'm working, man. I'm already working. Sounds like it. Wow, that's great. Well, if people want to keep track of, of what you're doing on social media, how do they do that? Please do. Um, you can find me at Sheldon Rohit uh, across all platforms, but mainly I, I'm on Twitter. I'm mainly a Twitter guy. I'm getting more and more involved in that. I've, I've said this in plenty of interviews before, you know, that I, I absolutely love social media, but I'm, I'm getting into it, especially on Twitter, so it's, 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 a, it's a necessary evil. Uh, but uh, at Sheldon Rowley, that's my name, S H E L D O N. Yes, like the guy from the Big Bang Theory, Sheldon Rowley. Okay. Well, that's good. So there's good things coming and there's all kinds of wonderful stuff. So, well, I, I encourage people to get this book. It's out today. Uh, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. It's got really a very different, it, it's like crime drama like I do. I'm a big crime guy. So I like that. And it's called Snatched. If your store doesn't have it, go to scoutcomics.com and go to the store there. And I bet you you can get some copies there, especially this early in the game. But I would do it quick because I imagine some of these are going to sell out before too long. 
So, Sheldon, uh, great to talk with you, man. And I hope that this was a big success. And uh, I'd love to see this on television someday. This would be a great TV show. Oh, man, I appreciate you inviting me, man. I appreciate the interest. I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, You know, it it means the world to me. Uh, Please invite me back when the next book drops and then when Snatch 2 drops. And I'm more than happy to, to stop by. All right, we'll definitely do that. Appreciate it, man. 